number three. Episode of three, baby. Smoke signals. Once yes. again, I am John Oliver, joined by the hot dog to my hamburger, the one and only Heather Allison. Welcome back. Now I'm a hot dog, huh? I gotta be a hot dog today. Um, welcome back. You know, we thought that we had finished our last podcast for the year on the last episode. But we decided to finish the year uh, with one more because we didn't feel like we were giving enough shout outs to the spring sports that just recently ended. So here we are back with our last episode, truly the last episode we think of the year. This is being recorded on Thursday, June the 3rd, one more day of school. Heather, do you have any big summertime plans? I do, actually. Um, we we don't have anything. I have a graduate this year, so we're trying to get through this weekend with graduation. But I believe sometime in July, our family's going to take off to Utah, and we're just going to explore some national parks in Utah. We've got a couple. We don't have everything set in stone, but we got some ideas. How about the Oliver family? Uh, I am taking the entire high school band program to Florida on Sunday. We're performing uh, Universal Studios. God bless you. Yeah, we're going to Universal for three days, Harry Potter World. Nice. I come back for a week, uh, then me and my wife are going to the beach for a week. Kind of kind of relax before marching band fires up in July. Yes, so, yes. A really busy June. Uh, fun, fun. And we have graduation. This weekend. Saturday. Yes. Uh, the band gets to play live, correct? We are playing. Uh, band and choir, uh, we are a full go. It's, uh, it's been an interesting prep leading up to that because we didn't know we were a full go until fairly recently. Yeah, there, there's been uh, a ton of changes, but we are going to follow Governor DeWine's new health orders, which means that we can have one ceremony. Yes, nice. With a larger capacity and all of our normal kids, band, choir, all the graduates, we can have one ceremony together and have a traditional Carlisle High School graduation. Yes, because normally each graduate got eight tickets and we were going to have two of the exact same ceremonies and the first part of the alphabet was coming to the first ceremony and the second part of the alphabet but we kept the tickets the same and combined it to one ceremony and the reason that we kept the tickets the same is because we've not had graduation in this gymnasium before so it will be really interesting to see the capacity with every graduate getting eight tickets it's interesting because uh in the pit you had this whole area up top yes. that people could stand in. Yes. So you never really knew how full it was yes. because of people standing up. And now we've lost that here. Right, right. So, so we're going to get an idea. What does it look like capacity-wise if every graduate gets eight tickets? And I think we'll work that the following year to what that means in the future for, for the kids. But so, I'm excited. It, it'll be, it needs to it needs to happen. Last year's class was robbed of that ceremony, so we're we're ready to go back. Well, it's great to be here because if you think about it, think back to when school first started. We're in the middle of COVID. Our school is delayed because our building's not ready yet. Yes. Then you fast forward one year, uh, full school year, and how much things have changed. And hopefully, we're kind of getting back to normal. Yes. Uh, our kids have prom. We have graduation. And so, I feel like we're one of the few school districts around, or at least in this area, that has been face-to-face -face all year. For sure. So I feel like we have some, some great closure. Hopefully. Correct. Yes. So on this podcast, we're going to try to recap a lot of our spring activities. Um, so you'll hear uh, from baseball and softball and track and tennis. Uh, uh just kind of just recapping the year. Yes, give everybody an idea uh, of what spring seasons were like because we have some stuff to be proud of. And speaking of recaps, we had our senior 
awards assembly last week. We did. For me, it's kind of always a highlight of the year to see those kids kind of go out. They had their parade through the school. They had their senior ceremony. Um, Isn't the parade awesome? They, they parade through the school and all parents come out to the, to the front. So they parade outside and, and um, it's just nice to see the graduates in their cap and gown and they display where they're attending so that everyone gets to see. And I think more than even the younger kids seeing, like that's what I can do one day. Some of these teachers that had them as elementary students, like get to say, oh my gosh, they're going to that school. I had that kid in second grade. Yeah. And, and they're going to Ohio State to be a doctor. Right. I think they're that's like, really well, fun. No. Yeah. yeah like, that kid would, would, would not sit down right. 10 years ago and now he's like, class president. It's a really cool tradition that was started not too many years ago. So I'm glad that we do that. Uh, we went through the senior class and we went through kind of how much these kids got in scholarships. And the number is astounding. Heather, do you remember how much we gave out in scholarships to our seniors? Yes. What was, what was reported to me as what they accepted. Now that doesn't mean we gave those out. We, um, we had about eight scholarships here in-house that local people contributed to. But what the senior classes accepted going into their freshman year in college was over $1.6 million. Uh, so cl- it was actually close to 1.7. So that's really phenomenal. It's incredible to be in like a, a working middle-class community and to see our kids receive yes. almost $1.7 yes. million in some sort of financial aid. Yes, and, and and how that figure is reported to me, just for younger kids to know, because sometimes when I read those numbers as the kids come down in the awards assembly, they're like, oh. what kids accept is usually comes from the university that they're attending. So if they apply to Wright State and Wright State offers them a, a scholarship or a financial aid package where they get money, they report that to me. So, so, we, so if you're an underclassman, They'll do the FAFSA in the wintertime, correct? They do, And then that yes. gets them government assistance. Yes. And, and we, then the university will base their package yes. off the FAFSA? Yes. And we usually try not to include in that figure loans or a lot of government assistance. It's usually just scholarship money or other monies that come from the university. So that's probably based on mostly academics. And academics service. and sometimes needs. Some of these private schools offer scholarship based on need. Um so it, it just depends on the university, but it's, it's an accomplishment for the senior class. Hey, we are here with uh, Mr. Hawkins. Mr. Hawkins is our head baseball coach. League champs. Yeah, league champs. We're going to let him tell us about that. Um, Chris, how long have you been the baseball coach? This is uh, my 11th season as the head coach. I was a JV um, head coach for two years, a varsity assistant for two years before taking over the varsity job. Now, we're going to have you recap the season real quick, but I, the first question I want to ask, it just occurred to me, is do you think it was hard coming into this season without having a season last year? Yeah, it was, it was odd. Um, first and foremost, we're fortunate to play. We were glad to be playing again after missing a season, but um, I, I don't know if from the aspect of baseball stuff because so many kids play sports year-round, they're athletic year-round, they're in the weight room year-round, they play summer baseball. But um, as far as being in the dugout or in the locker room, just kids knowing each other, you know, you, one thing I didn't think about coming into is you have, but no matter how much experience you have with your juniors and seniors, the sophomores didn't play as freshmen, and the freshmen were in junior high the last time these boys were playing baseball, so they didn't know each other well. They didn't have a year to where the seniors and sophomores were familiar or had relationships with each other on or off the field. So the odd part this year was getting to know each other, yeah. not just for the coaches getting to know 
the younger guys or, yeah. or who was lacking coming back or who kind of kept up their their performance, but the boys getting to know each other. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was odd. Yeah, because it's very team-oriented. So. Right, right. Do you think your numbers were higher or lower because of COVID last year? Oh, I don't know. We're on a stretch of some good classes. Uh, we had 33 kids in the program. Uh, we have we only had five seniors. So of the 28 kids, I expect to get them all back. And then I, from what I'm understanding, there's probably another 12 or 13 freshmen coming in next year. Wow. So I think I think Carlisle's just going to good run in numbers in baseball mm-hmm. right now. Well, I always I used to coach track, and I always say we're a baseball community, and yeah. that's really hard yeah. as a, a as a different sport the same season to recruit people. And, and it's it it makes it's in I'm not going to say it's, I mean obviously you put time in and you work hard in your program, but it's a it's a nice job here in Carlisle because you, I tell kids all the time, and I tell people from outside districts, you go over and look at our Little League Park. How many four, five, and six-year-olds get to play t-ball on grass infields under the lights? Yeah. Like, it just yeah. doesn't happen. Like, that's not normal. Most yeah. people are playing on dirt infields. So, the kids like baseball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, this year, league champs. League champs. Again. The last one ever. The last Buckeye Division champs that oh, will ever yeah. be named. Our league is changing. Our league's changing. So, um, I know that was big for the boys. They were they had high hopes in 2020 when COVID took the season um, and came back this year. That was their, their number one goal was to – Win the Buckeye division for the very last time, um, you know. Win the win the division coming back, and that's another thing too. Not just us with our guys, but we didn't know. You know, you come year to year and you play the same teams in yeah. small schools around each other in the league, and you know who's who's got who. But I didn't know any of the sophomores from Waynesville yeah. or Northridge yeah. or anywhere else. So, not to know what to expect the league, we felt good about what we were bringing back, but we didn't know much about the other teams. So, um, good senior leadership, um, uh, gelled good with some young guys that they didn't know very well. Um, and uh, yeah, league champs, man, last one ever. So, yeah. awesome. give us thirty seconds and highlight uh, some great moments or some great players. Just talk about, I guess, your individual kids for thirty seconds. Um, my the what, the two games this year kind of stick out. One was a win, one was a loss. But we played Waynesville up at Athletes in Action in a drizzle the entire game. A night game started at eight o'clock at night. And they've always kind of been our nemesis in the league for the most part, them in Madison. and Madison. Right. And we get down one nothing early in the game um, in the first inning. And they had a really good guy on the mound. And Sam Rollins uh, threw a complete game for us and just shut him down the rest of the way. And our guys made plays, and they were confident. They never got down when we were down one nothing for three or four innings. Um, so that was a game that kind of set the tone in the league, kind of gave us a, a, hand, a hand up or a step Forward now, the league. Sam Rollins had an incredible year. Incredible year. And, and him missing his junior year, but he's been our number one on the mound since his sophomore year. But he was really, really good. Set three records of our – and we've had some good pitchers here, but he set three records. At ERA, uh, hits allowed in a season, earned runs allowed in a season, where he's in the top five, top three in Carlisle's history of pitchers. That's so awesome. had a great season. That's awesome. Um, and another one, which he was right in the middle of, is we lost a 10-inning game at Wright State, a night game to Kenton Ridge, who was the number one team in the Dayton area Division Two, um, And our boys just plugged away. You know, people, a lot of times when you play at these small leagues, you're like, okay, well, how they do against mm-hmm. better competition? And we play a tough we play a tough schedule uh, year in, year out. And um, our boys really stepped up in a big game on a big night in a big stage and played well. So, But um, had lots of, you know, lots of new faces. Brandon Coakley was a freshman this year, stepped in right shortstop, was first team all league, first team all Southwest Ohio. The boys wow, voted him freshman. offensive player of the year on nice. the team. Um, Talon Borders was big for us, was our defensive player of the year, and had some big moments. Um, one one kid in particular I want to talk about, Jesse Rutherford, who's been our starting second baseman since his freshman year, and just some of the kids we had coming in and moved some position around, moved to right field, never complained once, never said a word, played a great defensive right field, was second team all-area utility, which means 
or somebody that can play different spots. Yeah. Um, very unselfish move by him. Nice. Um, uh, along, you know, Nolan Bernie had to catch a couple games when Colby Millard, you know, our, our Colby Miller, our starting catcher, was down. Um, Levi Woodson bumping around and um, pitching spots for relief, playing first base, DHing, just different roles and kind of accepting this is what we need that day. Yeah. This is what gives us the best chance to win. So, so do you have any seniors that are going on to play college ball? Uh, I, I know Sammy's interested. I yeah. know he's got some teams looking at him. Good. Um, he's trying to decide whether he wants to do military or. Yeah. Um, try to continue playing baseball or not. So that's a decision he has to make. Very soon. cool. Well, yeah. we appreciate you spending a few moments with us, giving us a recap, and we appreciate all the things you do for the baseball team. Thanks for having me. Hi, man. Good to go. Yep. Right now we have with us a student athlete, and the reason we have a student athlete is because the coach for the softball team is not a teacher, so we can snag him. Um, we have Kaylee Lawson with us, who's a junior, outstanding softball player. And Kaylee, we're just going to talk to you about this season to kind of get a recap. The first thing I want to know, though, what are your thoughts about not having a season last year? Do you feel like that one, some of the, one question we've been asking all the coaches is, do you feel like last year um, without having a season, did that impact your play? Did that impact your team dynamics in any way? Do you feel like people were behind or people didn't know each other or anything about not having a season last year impact you guys? Um, I definitely think it was different because, I mean, we only graduated one senior last year, so we still had the team chemistry. And I feel like it didn't really impact us because we just wanted to get back on the field and play all together. And we're all, like, really close, so I think that makes a difference too. Yeah, so. week champs. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Go ahead and ask him. Week champs, district champs, uh, regional semifinalists. Uh, pretty incredible year for the softball program, yes. right? Yes. Yes. What was your guys' final record? It was 23 and 5. Nice. 23 and 5. That's awesome. It's the most wins in a season, too, which is very, very exciting. Cool. Very. Do you know the last time that they were district champs off the top um, of your head? I think it was 2009. Yeah, yeah. so it's awesome. Very right? awesome. Yeah, so we had baseball win a league. Softball uh, wins the league. And you're only really graduating, what, two seniors? Uh, two, but one was hurt this year, so technically three. But Okay, but you're losing two active members on the team. Yes. So um, that's so really future, promising. Yeah. That's yes. very promising. Very. Very, give us some out, outside of um, the most wins in a season, give us some just outstanding – a recap, like a, if you could give us like a 30-second recap of what you thought was great about the season, what were some standout moments or standout people or things that you'll forever remember because of the season. Um, I just think the bonds that we had together, like just like everyone cheering everybody on, like if someone, like a freshman got an opportunity to step up, they'd we'd always cheer them on. And it was just very exciting and always like turning double plays with Shyla Miller and Having said at first, it was just so much fun, I yeah, guess. That's really cool. <laughs> is there a certain game that, like, sticks out in your mind? You're like, man, that was just an awesome game to be a part of, or that was really fun. Oh, definitely. Or, or I hit this, like, this awesome dinger. <laughs> like, like, one game that sticks out. Yeah, definitely the district game. I don't know. Just everyone was there, and definitely even the regional um, semifinalist game. It was just everyone was there, and it was awesome to play behind a community that was there. Like, even that we lost, it was just so much fun to be around because everyone was there. Yeah, they took a little party bus to support, right? Yeah. That's really cool. That's fun. Um, now, we – correct me if I'm wrong, the two active seniors, even though you're losing three, the two active seniors are going on to play softball, correct? Yes. They're continuing their education by being on a softball team. Yes. That's also pretty awesome to yeah, have two sure. of your athletes go on. Right. Um, that's very cool. Yeah, they're going to um, Miami Middletown, so that's very exciting. Very cool. Awesome. 
Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, once again, an incredible season. Congratulations. Very, very Looking forward to next year. It's going to get better. Looking forward to next year, our regional championship. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll bring the pet band out. There you go. I like that. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. We're here now for our track recap uh, with head track coach. Click squad. I'm supposed Eric to say Hodge. that. <laughs> yeah, we were told click squad was a big thing back in the day with the quiz team clickers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was Brick Squad era with the football team. <laughs> and uh, we just embraced the click squad mantra. I like mantra. it. I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, who has more clout in our community, the Brick Squad or the Click Squad? <laughs> uh, I mean, in my personal opinion, the Click Squad. But I think if you surveyed the general public, probably Brick Squad. All right. So, let, let's talk crack. Let's talk track. Crack. Let's talk track. You've been the track coach here for how many years now? A lot. Uh, this is my 13th, fourth, I have no clue how many years I've been uh, teaching at Carlisle, but I've been involved with the track programs ever since I started in 2007, 2008 was my first uh, official school year. That year I just volunteered and then kind of stuck with junior high uh, head coach and then moved my way up to varsity. Now we, we were talking to other coach earlier and I'm curious, do you feel like having the spring season off last year because of COVID impacted your program at all this this year during competition or no yeah uh definitely i think our numbers suffered from it and i think just performance wise every single school uh was kind of set back from it looking at the district uh track meet results i mean the the times and the heights and the distances just weren't the same as they had been and i think that year off really hurt everyone um but a, a program like ours where we're not visible in the community and we don't have, you know, a lot of uh, facilities and things that the kids really uh, embrace. It really hurt. Yeah, that was very nice. We have it was. our facilities. We have the worst facilities probably in Southwest Ohio. It <laughs> makes it hard being a track coach. It makes it hard being a coach for a sport that you have to take them to other schools to practice. Tell us a little bit about you have decided or you decided partway through the year that certain kids would go to Franklin track to to practice, correct? Uh, yeah, I would almost rather not have a track than have what we have because when you have uh, the situation that we have out there, you kind of feel obligated to practice here every day mm-hmm. because you have a quote-unquote track. It's more like a, a NASCAR track than it is an actual running track. And if we didn't have a track, we would have to make arrangements to go practice at other uh, facilities. So I'd almost rather have nothing than what we have. And, and that hurts to say. So we've dealt with injuries, shin splints, things like that for s- decades, uh, Carlo, probably since you coached. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just one of those things where we had kids that you can't practice handoffs on our track because it's not lined properly. Even if it was lined properly, they can't run in spikes, so the timing is thrown off completely. Yeah. Uh, hurdles. We can't set up hurdles because we had to you know, get out the rule book and find hurdle marks and then try to spray paint some kind of markings on there. And then kids trying to go over a hurdle. I mean, if you wipe out on that track, mm-hmm. you're, you have permanent scars. And I have former runners that yeah. still have scars on their shoulders and will for the rest of their life from that track. Do we even have enough uh, hurdles for a full lane? We do not. Oh, yeah. Oh. So not only can you get injured, we don't even have to, enough to set up a full lane. We could do a lane, um, but that's the extent yeah. of it. That's tough. Yeah. So Our long jump pit. 
long jump pit is non-existent basically uh high jump we do not have a high jump pad i guess you would call it um we have to take off with our backs against the concession stand to uh even try to get uh, a proper approach so we've documented obviously our our facility struggles having said all of that what are like some individual highlights from this track season I think individual highlights is just the culture that we're trying to uh, cultivate here. And I think the kids really embraced it. I think we have a lot of young leaders on the team, which is always good. And the kids step up. They they do the best with what they're given. Uh, and I always try to instill that in them. We had a lot of great performances throughout the season. Uh, I could go on and on every single athlete uh, got better. And that's our thing. Just get better. And I wish that we had proper facilities to improve them more. Uh, As a coach, you kind of internalize that and you're like, they're not getting better. They're not getting better. But they are. They're just not growing at the the rate that they should grow. I, I, as a former track coach, I told the baseball coach earlier, we were talking to Hawk and I said, we're a baseball community and it's so hard to compete with baseball in the same season because people don't want to come out because we're just a baseball heavy community. But what I'll say being back in the track community with my son who is on the track team, the culture is so fun. If you've not been to a track meet, like it's so fun to go watch good runners, but the culture is inviting and, and people just really enjoy and have fun. Um, so I appreciate what you do and, and, and what the kids have an opportunity to do. Um, and, and you spend in a few minutes with us today. Cool. Uh, Mr. Hodge, appreciate it. Uh, we will do it again next year. Thank you. See you, bud. Joined by Coach of the Year. <laughs> Kevin Witt. Oh, Why don't laugh at that? Don't laugh at that. <laughs> Kevin Witt, uh, boys varsity tennis. Right. Mr. Witt, how we doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? Living the dream, sir. Let's talk tennis. Let's talk tennis. Had a pretty good season, didn't we? We had a very good season, yes. Uh, Why don't you give me a little quick recap of how we finished, kind of just a year in review okay. for our tennis program. All right, well, we, uh, we finished, uh, total record was 11-3 and three overall. Um, nice. We were, we were, we were four and one. I had to stop thinking there for a minute. We were four and one in our league play. We finished um, one point behind Waynesville. That's a killer. Urgh, Waynesville. I know, right? But to get on to some of our uh, individual uh, accomplishments, team position accomplishments, um, I did have a first doubles team uh, with uh, made up of Max Allison. You may know him and uh, Kevin Newman. Um, those two did something that haven't been done in a long time. They didn't lose a single set all year. Dang. I'm sorry, in league play, they didn't lose a single set, and they were undefeated uh, in league play, and they won at their position first doubles. Um, so league champs in doubles. League, league champs in first doubles, and also league champs in second singles. Jake Rust, Jake Rust actually did the same thing. Didn't lose a set all year. Uh, went on, won, won his uh, position second singles. He lost a few more games when you're adding it up, but um, he, it was very impressive by both spots. Hey, what was unusual about the, the first doubles team, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's hard for a first doubles team to place first team all league. It is. Because it takes up two spots uh-huh. pretty much, right? It and takes up two spots. And, uh, <clears throat> and how many spots me. are given for first team all league? Five. 
only five spots. So you had a first doubles team that both Kevin Newman and Max were first team all league. Yeah, yeah. And at the coaches meeting when we were voting on that, that was a that was a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. They don't like understand. they don't like putting doubles teams on there. They want the five best players. But yes. my argument was if you, don't, if you don't lose. My argument was if you don't lose and you lose less than ten games throughout the whole year, how can you not put them yeah, on there? Yeah, yeah. So and that's I think, awesome. I think they. I think they realized that pretty quickly. Now, did you notice this season, was it more difficult this season to get numbers or for development because of not having a season last year? Honestly, um, I found neither one difficult. Okay, good. We had a strong freshman class. They, um, they kind of brought each other along, and, and they just loved to play. And then that kind of spread throughout the whole team, honestly. And it, and it reminds me of a team we had here 10, 12 years ago where all they did was play tennis. Yeah. And they would stay before – they'd come early and they would leave late. And that's how your teams get better. That's fun. You that's know? Fun. As, yeah, much, as much as I'd like to think I had something to do with it. Oh, now don't be humble. It was their dedication that – you sure, know what I mean? playing a lot helps. Yeah. I mean, it's a skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. but don't hold yourself. You have to make decisions about where you're placing the players yeah. on courts that can best give you an advantage as oh, a team. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Sometimes that's hard because yeah. it's not about the best player. Right. And it's There's lots of things that go into that. So don't right. humble yourself too much. <laughs> yeah, so the combination of tennis, baseball, and softball won us the all-sports trophy for the spring semester. For the spring yeah, semester? Yeah, so Carlisle won the all sports. I didn't. Did they actually give that, or are we just saying we were the best at all sports? No, did they, give, did they give that at the league meeting? I think so. Yeah, okay. so. I thought it was for the year. Okay, good for Carlisle. Yeah, it's so. It's always Waynesville, girl. Yeah. Yeah, right. Every right. coach we've talked to has brought up Waynesville. Waynesville. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but next year, next year we get them. And that's, next I guess, year. a compliment to Waynesville. You want to be hated by other people, right? Right. right. But Waynesville's not going to be on our side next year, is that correct? Uh, they will be on the other side next year, so, yes. You're okay, right. So, I know it's not a, a big crowdy event tennis, but if you can make it out there to a tennis match, we, we encourage you guys to come out and watch your kids. They work hard. They're pretty good. Uh, Mr. Witt, thank you very much for taking a couple minutes here. Thank you for having me. The tennis program appreciates it. Yeah, man. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks guys. Joined now by Mike Brown. Uh, the one and only Mike Brown. The one and only. <laughs> who this year uh, started a brand new club at Carlisle High School, the Carlisle Fishing Club. Yes. Mr. Mr. Brown, can you uh, take us through what got you wanting to do a fishing club? Well, prior to this year, I had been uh, involved in football here and track even a few years before. Um, and it had been a, a little over a year for since I've been involved with something, you know, other than teaching. Yeah. And uh, – I was kind of, well, not kind of, I was missing being around uh, the students more and getting to know them a little bit better. But also just the idea that I don't only just see sophomores. I get to see, you know, if there's a, something I could do where I can see students I've had, students I haven't had. Um, it was nice. So I enjoy fishing. So I thought that might be a good way to get that started. And correct me if I'm wrong, at the beginning of the year when you first talked about it, you got a crazy response of excitement. Did that carry out when fishing season came came about? Is yeah. There, is there a fishing season? I, I don't, yeah, fishing license. Sure, yeah. I mean, you can fish all year round. Yeah. Um, it wants, for us, like it's kind of in a season of, you know, we're going to go in the fall when it's warm and we're going to go in the spring when it's warm. Okay. Um, but there was a lot of excitement around it. You know, I was hoping to get 
ten, ten students, yeah, you know, you we were up to 20. So, Whoa. and that's, and that's not to say, you know, the interest was there as well, but you know, Carlisle kids are, they do so many things, you know, they're yeah. in plays, they're in band, they're in sports, yeah. they're in other clubs. Um, so it's kind of, I'll be interested to see next year too, once, um, we right. can, we can see how the other people's schedule works at work. So out. what actually takes place in fishing club? Do you just meet at places and go fishing or do you meet at the fishing place? Do you take them? Yeah. Or? So the, an accurate snapshot of this year is we met and would go fishing. We had two meetings in my classroom, um, uh, but due to restrictions early on, it was more uh, more or less let's meet outside so we can just fish. Yeah. Um, in the future, what I'd like to do is a few more twenty minute meetings here and there of like, hey, here's how here's three different types of fishing knots you can tie. Uh, here's a video on how to, you know, how to fish for catfish in the river, whatever. Yeah. So there's, there's more to come, um, hopefully, uh, not just, you know, meeting up to fish right. more, but right. also more on the learning aspect of, you know, you don't, the idea behind it is you don't have to have fished before to join, you know, it's not a high, uh, intensity right, right. type of now, a club. Go ahead. I'm looking forward next year to the ice fishing club. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm currently trying to get in shape, so okay. that way if if I walk out onto the ice, people would want to join me. Um, now, but, correct but, yeah. me if I'm wrong. This is not school sponsored, so you get no financial benefits from the school to have the fine the fishing club, correct? Yeah. And that impact that impacts the students because they have to have a fishing license to participate, right? They, uh, they they have to have a fishing license to participate if we don't go to just like a okay. free pond. public pond. So here's your here's your forum for a few minutes to say if people want to support you you will accept offers of people sponsoring fishing license in the future. Correct. Well, what do you correct. Need, what do you need from the community? Yes. Well, I, that's a great question. Um, the community is so generous. People have just heard through other people and have. Uh, we have a lot of uh, fishing, uh, you know, rods and reels, um, and we've had other com community members who've stepped up and, and purchased like T-shirts. And nice. so it's um, equipment-wise, we're always accepting equipment. So if you have some stuff that's laying around, we'll and works, please, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll obviously take it um, because you know the hope is that we'll run out of equipment because so many kids want to do it. Yeah. Um, but the financial piece is, is, you know, we're going to do some fundraisers. So, you know, if you see a, somebody from the fishing club selling stuff, please buy it from them. We'll always take donations, obviously. Um, cool. And uh, in the fall, we'll all be sending out, um, you know, uh, the opportunity to sponsor uh, someone who does need a fishing license. Uh, and that's any of our members who are 16 and over. Uh, and not a single member of our club um, had to buy their own license this year. We had enough sponsors to buy them all one, which is that amazing. Is great. So if you're listening and you are interested in sponsoring, please reach out to the high school. We can hook you up with Mr. Brown to sponsor a student in the future. Yeah, fishing club. Yeah, it, if I can just say one thing about... Yes. So when I started the club, I was, I was really worried about the financial piece. Uh -huh. um, and... I mean, with just the support, it like it went away so fast because awesome. the people in the community here are just there. They want to give. They love the kids. They love That's the school. That's awesome. I said earlier. So we were thank talking. you if you did that yes, and jumped in. Yes. Yeah. I was saying earlier to um, Chris Hawkins, uh, we were talking about sports, spring sports, and I'm like, we're a baseball town. It's really hard. I was a track athlete. It's really hard to compete with baseball. I would say that we're also a fishing town. I would agree. So yeah. The support yeah. might be there. Yeah. So we're one of those towns. So that's good. Second nature. <laughs> no kidding. And, and what's nice for me is that I have two small boys, and I'm trying to get them into fishing. 
and I've probably learned as much as anybody else because some of the kids in our fishing club know know what they're doing. That's Very for sure. Cool. So, and, and you can bring the boys with you and have some 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 nice dad. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. It, it's a nice Mr. thing. Brown, thank, thank you. you. Very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. All right, welcome back. We have with us somebody that doesn't get enough shout outs, someone that's very visible in our community and our school district, um, Eric Clarkson. Eric, won't you tell us a little bit about, um, and we'll talk about why I don't think you get enough shout outs, but won't you talk a little bit about uh, what you're representing and why we invited you on the podcast okay. today? What? Well, um, I, I am the lead pastor at Church in the Village. I also I, I work here at the school and I, I do some credit recovery stuff and, and study hall. And um, what I do as the pastor and what Church in the Village really is, is it's a church, but we would prefer to be out in the village and we like to do things and we like to just make this community better. We feel like our role as a church is to make Carlisle a better community. Um, and we don't feel like it's the community's job to make us a better church. It's our job as a church to make community better. And I can't say how that is, that just visibly seeps out of you. Like you totally do everything you can to make last-minute kids, seniors that are still working on uh, coursework through Play-Doh to graduate, to walk across the stage. You, Any last-minute needs that the staff comes to you about, like I feel like you, you and your church always step up. So we definitely wanted to give you a shout-out. But in, in lieu of that, some of the things that you recently did for the school, we had an awesome event we call May Day, and it's once the seniors are out of here. And tell us what your church stepped up and did during May Day. Um... Usually in a normal year, non-COVID year, we'll, we'll usually provide some bouncy houses, all that kind of stuff. But this year we decided we just kind of want to have a good time. So we just brought some cotton candy, some popcorn, some waters, and we just wanted to kind of just let kids be kids again. Um, so we wanted to do some fun things and, and provide some games and all that kind of stuff and, and really just get some community members involved in serving the students so the students can just be a kid again. Yeah. My, so, my wife's favorite food is ice cream. All right, yeah. So when you guys brought the staff ice cream, like, made her day. So shout out to ice cream. Yeah. Brought, brought this, not just ice cream. Come on, you're selling. Brought graters and all the toppings to go with graters yeah. and various flavors of graters. And that time period, we had no AC in the school. So we're, know. like, drenched in sweat, pounding graters, like the best day ever. Right, right. And on May Day, not a lot of AC in the gymnasium. Tons of water. Like, I'm yep. sucking down waters. <laughs> and, and it was all available. So, yeah. um, very important role here in Carlisle, in our in our school district, is, is just your presence. Also, uh, we had a senior last day where, after the awards assembly, we fed them lunch. And I think your church was available there, too. Yeah, yeah we did that. And we also had a team from... Uh, um, a town in Tennessee called Pulaski, Tennessee, that came up and volunteered their three days just to come up and serve Carlisle. Um, like I said, it was, I mean, there we just kind of did some picnic games and did some snow cones, all that kind of stuff, just just to give an opportunity for somebody maybe to breathe and just be a kid and celebrate. It's really and awesome. Like the ice cream, it was like the teachers have been phenomenal this year. It's We're one of the only school districts to really not ever take a break this year or go remote or anything. And we just wanted you guys to feel like you could be a kid again or, or a treat that just makes you feel like, man, this is, this is special. Um, so, so it's, it's incredible. You, got, you guys do such a great job. Why don't you finish off by telling us if someone in the community is listening and wants to be a part of your church, huh? how do they do that? Where is it at? And what right. can they do? Well, right now, because of 
the restrictions that are now kind of being lifted. Um, we meet at our ministry center, which is on Central Avenue. You'll see a big sign, kind of limited attendance. But July 11th, we'll start worshiping together here in the school. Just got that email back from Mr. Turner. And we worship at, at 10 a.m. But but more importantly, we do things all throughout the summer. And mm-hmm. we like to connect. So you will follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever social media you use. And we will throw out every event that we're going to do weeks ahead. And so, if you want to be a part of it, you know, you can be a part of what's it. What's the one big event this summer we can find you guys at? Um, the one big event this summer, right now, we're actually going to be serving popcorn at the, there's going to be a free um, concert. Ash- the park. Ashley Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. Ashley Martin. Yeah. Um, through the, the Village Council is actually presenting Ashley Martin, and we're going to be serving popcorn. That's the big one we have now, but really the one that we like to invite everybody to is every Thursday we do a food truck. We partner with Craig Harrison and Valley Real Estate, and we do a food truck rally. And what we like to do is we invite everybody just to come out and hang out. Fun. But just to build community, to yeah. have community, um, to have just a community feel and, and talking with each other. Um, well, once a month, we'll be at Roscoe Roof, just set up with a bunch of lawn games and just a community building event where you can come out, play some games, have the kids play some games, and you can just connect. Eric, so, I want to find a partner and I want to challenge you to a <laughs> cornhole match. Okay. Well, you. you I can just play by myself and still beat you in a partner. So, we'll, we'll yeah. Don't need a partner. We'll, find out. <laughs> well, I often say about raising my own children that it takes a village, quote unquote, and you, Eric Clarkson, are a part of that village without question. Yeah. So we appreciate you being with us today. But more than that, we just appreciate your contributions to yeah. making this community better. Well, I thank you guys. And, and really, it's a community that I love. So it's easy to really do. So, thank yeah. you. Thank so. you. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very right. much. Thank you, guys. Episode number three is in the books. Thank you very much for making this podcast so far really successful. We hope you have a terrific summer with your friends and with your family. And we'll see you back here in August. See you. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this.